Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jumpman! Right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are the Jumpman Podcast. Get ready for Star Wars. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I'm so pumped, dude. Rogue One, the trailer. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, so excited. I was excited. Well... I was excited about things we didn't see. I was swiftly reminded by the internet that your theory that you've been bringing up every time we talk about this movie is probably true. Sweet. Yeah, so what we see... So let, let's talk about the trailer uh, yes. a bit. So um, we actually get... Uh, so uh, probably female lead main character. Just yeah, it like looks episode like... Seven. Looked like one of three. Right, looks like three main characters. Right, we got, we got Forrest Whitaker, right, one, Forrest Whitaker's eye, two. <laughs> it actually works for Star Wars. Sure. Like I feel like sometimes his eye kind of gets in the way of the, <laughs> the movie, <laughs> well, but in this one you're like, yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up looking people in space. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna, if you're ever gonna like date Forrest Whitaker, you have to date his eye too. You have I to just... be like cool with the eye. But uh, yeah, so you got Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> You've got the girl, right? Who um, her first thing she says she's like some fucking smartass remark. Yep, I rebelled. Yeah, it's a rebellion, isn't it? It's but like you shit. have rebels in the rebellion. Yeah, it's like fuck you, lady. We're professionals. And then there was was there like a dude with a samurai sword? I don't even know. It kind of looked like it, right? Like, like he was swinging something like it was a sword. Oh yes, you know what? It's it's been a it's been a couple days since I've seen it. Yes, dude with the sword in a Star Wars movie. Now it's, was he blind? Possibly. He's definitely uh, Donnie Yen, the international movie star. Is he blind? No, I don't even know. <laughs> no, he's definitely okay. not blind. No, we're talking about Ip Man. You know, oh, okay, we're, I, mean, okay. we're, I mean, like I could rattle off a list of his movies from China that you probably haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now yeah, he's huge, man. So him in a Star Wars movie is crazy big. Oh, and there's a fourth guy. There was that guy that was like leaning up against the wall, kind of checking out the girl uh-huh. while she was being a smart ass. <laughs> and he was in a couple more shots, too, like running alongside her and stuff, too, I think. All right. So, so you got your, uh, you know, your your rogue scoundrel. Right, you got like the rebel hero person. You got like the possibly blind ninja assassin. And you got Forrest Whitaker's eye rounding out like your D and D Star Wars party. Oh no, no, there's a droid too. And a droid. There you go. Well, you have to with yep. Star Wars. Yeah, there, but it's like uh, a tougher droid, I think. I hope so. I I really hope they go with like HK forty seven, who is like yeah. you know, the killer droid. No, they're acting like he was some kind of repurposed combat droid. Awesome. Don't repurpose them. Just have me a combat droid. Yeah. It's like, I don't I don't need another R2-D2. Thank you. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the first thing I noticed with this trailer was, like, I couldn't believe how excited I was to see how they perfectly recreated everything from the original movie. Oh, yeah. Like, I was just pumped to be like, oh, shit, yeah, those rebel soldiers with those fucking stupid bike helmets. <laughs> like, yep. But it looked, they look so cool. I was like, yes, they're back. And just, like... And the the X-Wing pilot uniforms mm-hmm. and just, like, damn, the attention to detail. Ah, oh, it looks so good. Hell yeah. 
I was pumped to see this taking place back in the day. That's a real prequel. Suck a dick, George Lucas. I know, I know. It's like, <laughs> give it to people with actual vision. Man, give so, it to people who can make it happen. And, you know, it's cool. It looks like just a, a, a cool mission, you know, no Skywalkers and shit. And although, please, like I said, please let Darth Vader be in this movie. That's what everyone's saying. Everyone's saying, hey, they're, keep, they're keeping it a big secret. Yep. But but don't expect anyone to live through this movie. Darth Vader's going to kill them all. That's what's got to happen, dude. Fucking Vader's got to show up in the last... I mean, if you want to save until the last half hour, that's fine. You know, until after they steal the plans or whatever. Yeah. But fucking Vader's just got to fucking chop o people. <laughs> Come on, Vader cred. Yeah. Let's do it. He's going to be like, you're going to love my nuts. Chop, 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 chop. Exactly. Yes, so yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully that still happens. It's got to. So It's just got to. I mean, yeah, I mean, Vader's got to come after him, so we have to, like, like these dudes. They have to go on their mission. It's got to be ultra tight, you know, like, they got to, like, you know, tell us how real it is. They got to infiltrate wherever they need to, you know, Ocean's Eleven style. And yep. then uh, they'll be like, oh, Vader's there. Crap. And, yes. and I, w- I want the second act to be, like, dancing around whatever Vader's doing. You know, so they're like, okay, all right, you do this. And, like, you, you're, like, the bomb guy. And you, you're the sword guy. All right, you all have your missions. Go. By the way, uh, uh, crap, Vader's on level one, guys. He's, uh, he's not supposed to be there yet. Crap, what do we do? Yeah, I want uh, – maybe even, like, right before Vader kills the – I feel like we're retconning this guy to be blind now. <laughs> but right before Vader kills the blind guy, mm-hmm. like the guy's like, I sense much sadness in you. And he'd be like, fucking sense this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like, Do you uh... think the blind guy stays behind like Billy and Predator? <laughs> to fight Vader? Like Vader's coming down the hallway and they're like, no, no. And he just, just like takes his sword and just cuts his chest it's like, ah, it just sticks behind. I did, We're all going to die. That would be awesome if somebody's like, somebody like tries to take one for the team. He's like, okay, you guys go. You guys go. I'll, I'll stay behind. I'm a badass. And Vader just mows it down like, boom. And you ever notice? That happens a lot. You see, like, when someone tries to sacrifice themselves, mm-hmm. the people who he sacrificed himself for, they usually fucking waste almost all the time that his death buys. <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, don't. No, don't. Are you fucking serious? You could be going by now. I'm about to die. Yeah, You're yeah. wasting this time. And, like, and finally, like, okay, we'll never forget you. And then, like, he's dead two seconds later. I'm like, are you serious? I didn't even, I, I fucking died for to buy you seven seconds. Ugh. Yeah. That's what's going to happen in this movie. That happened in, dude, uh, the short story that, uh, I think it was called, like, The Lake or... The pond, or some some Stephen King story. You know what I'm talking about, uh, where where the these teenagers go to this raft in the middle of the pond, and there's just some some kind of like weird black ooze thingy in the pond trying to get them. Man, how do I not know this one? You're Maybe it's one, one of his short stories. It is. You're I th- you're the one that like told this to me when I was in like elementary school. You scared the crap out of me. Oh, really? I was like, I will never swim in a pond again. By the way, uh, we're going to a pond to swim for your swimming merit badge that day by the way you should never you really should never swim in a pond they're no. they're disgusting no and it's the same <laughs> as the ocean except like oh it's not even close well we're like all right so the ocean is full of fish turds right everything yeah. poops including everything that's in the ocean so it's all wishing around but yeah at least it's like a huge ocean the pond or like a lake all that crap just gets like stuck in there and it ain't going nowhere 
Oh yeah, a pond is one big butthole. Like it's yep. just, and it feels like you're touching it at all times. Yep. Fucking seaweed, whatever the <laughs> hell is on the bottom of a pond when you're walking through it, and it's like uh, squishing up your toes. Yep. It's like everything that touches you. It's like we want to get in you and make you sick. <laughs> like you can't get fucking beaver fever in the ocean. Nope. You just get jellyfish. The pond is just like bacteria. It's like how long you've been sitting here. Turning into evil stuff. Long enough. <laughs> Come on in. Uh, it looks good, and just an inch below the surface is just total, total shit. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and some fish are down there like pooping, and then a year later they're like, "Yo, check out this sweet poop that somebody dropped here a year ago." Yeah, has this pond been stagnant long enough for mosquitoes to hatch? Yep. Uh, well, damn it. Now, do leeches live in ponds or oceans? I'll tell you, hmm. ponds. Yep. <laughs> ponds suck. There's a reason it's called pond scum. Okay. <laughs> Hate ponds. Yeah, ponds are awful. Ponds look nice. It's like, oh look, I had I built a pond in the, my backyard. Yeah, well, I'll never fucking use it. Are you serious? Yeah. You can't swim in it. You it'll fucking pull you down with fucking swamp things armpit hairs in there. So Ugh. So I, I think Stephen King shares our hatred slash fear of ponds because he wrote a short story that reminded me of what you're talking about. So, so in the short story, these teenagers go like out to this raft and they're like, see this like weird, like black shimmering cloud, you know, that's kind of like floating in a pond. Cause when you're in a pond, you're like, what the hell is that? And you can't tell. Cause there's like crap all over the place. But then like, it like latches onto one of them and like pulls them down and it's like mm. super strong and it starts like eating them alive and they're like oh my god and each time each time that it eats one of them uh he goes into detail in the book and there's a there's a there's a movie i think it's part of creep show uh mm. where it's like each time they're like oh my god oh crap oh i really want to go but oh man it's my friend and then by the time he's finished eating him and he's ready to eat more it's like oh crap we should have gone yeah. At least he like addresses it. Like at one at one point, like one of the chicks is like, you know, somebody's getting eaten, and one of the chicks is like, "Make love to me, make love to me right now. Life is too short. I need to get boned." What? <laughs> it's like it's like, what do you what do you say to that? You don't say don't yes. You? <laughs> That's true. You just say yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, it depends. Have you seen the titties before? Because if you have, mm. then meh, you'll always have that memory. But if you haven't, then I guess you might as well go for it. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, yeah. Everybody dies. Spoiler alert. Mm. <laughs> and that, but it's but it's like every time it's like yeah, uh, I feel like all right, real life. All right, find the person that you don't like, push them into the black cloud, and say, okay, everybody, follow me, swim away, we're fine. Yeah, but in exactly. the in the world of the story, it's like it didn't happen. Everyone's like, oh crap, this sucks. We're just gonna sit here listening to this guy's bones being broken as the thing like pulls him through like the narrow passages in between the wood and the raft, and it's like. Ah. Mm. Crazy. Anyway, it's gonna yeah, be. It's gonna. That, it's gonna be like that. Rogue One. Fader's gonna take them all one at a time. I'm excited. Like it was. It looks cool. It's and it's. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of refreshing to not be attached to any of the rest of the story. Mm. You know, I'm sure there'll be some fun little things. All right. Who's the bad guy in the white cloak? In, oh, in the in the movie in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like he's got. It's like an imperial uniform. Like the, like looks like some rank over his left chest, but he's got like a white cloak. And you see him from the front, and then you see him walking um, through some water or something. I mean, also, I, I don't know, but it looks it looks like they're setting him up to be like the villain. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is like the douchebag that you have to like put over like Ocean's Eleven style. You know, in yeah. order to get the plans, you got to rob his casino. Yeah, he's like, not my starship. Arr. Now, some people instantly took a still of him and put it straight up against an image of Admiral Thrawn. Right. And he has the exact same costume, minus the blue skin and the pointy ears. Hmm. How about that? Like, he had the same, in, in this picture, he had the same costume. So everyone's like, oh, maybe they they get rid of the blue stuff, but maybe he's supposed to be kind of like Thrawn, which would be cool. I mean, that was like one of the best villains in the books. Right. And at this point, at this point, they're just using, like, utilizing the best parts of the books, you know, willy-nilly. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Maybe he's like a super, super tactician could be cool. Smart guy. I don't know. It was just cool just seeing the weapons dish being put onto the Death Star. Yeah, and like all the little little sound effects. Although they did get a little sound effect crazy. They're like, check out this old sound effect you liked. We're going to crank it up to 11. I like that, yes. And just <laughs> and just seeing AT-AT walkers. Real ones. Yeah. You know? Not those fucking bug-looking ones from the prequels where like, oh, we got to make it look shittier than... <laughs> what it's eventually going to look like and stuff, uh, like and not the new ones, like just the real ones, baby. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't give a crap. I'm, I'm not one of those Star Wars geeks that gives a crap about the timeline. You know, I'm just like, give us what it, what we want. I don't care like what year it was. It just looked cool. I just hope that we really get, like I said, some actual Star Wars. I want some fucking space battles. Yeah, give us some space battles, man. Uh, also, so um, I don't know if you heard this. So two things. Uh, Daisy Ridley has come out and said that, like, no, the female main character in this movie is not the mother of the female main character in the other movie. Of course she's not. She would She would definitely be that if George Lucas wrote it. Yes. Because everything has to be tied into one little neat little ball. Yeah. Look, it's the mother. It, is, it all comes down to Skywalkers or whatever. Yes. Thank oh. goodness that is not true in this. This is awesome. Yeah. She's just some other random chick. Yep, just have her be somebody, somebody like that. Oh, second thing, people, people have been um, analyzing. I think it's from the comics, like Luke Walker, Luke Walker, <laughs> Luke Skywalker's uh, spaceship out of the comics is an exact match for the one that they used to drop off uh, Daisy Ridley's character in episode. Oh seven. yeah, yeah. I feel like I just saw that today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make sense. Like, you know, we talked about that, too, that that was one of the theories that she was a little kid and she was the only one that survived the Temple Massacre. And so Luke, either Luke or Kylo Ren mind wiped her. Right. And then they dropped her off down there. So <laughs> He's like, I'm going to use my Jedi mind toilet paper and wipe you clean. Yeah. So someone mind wiped her and dropped her off there to Luke's like, oh, fuck, worked for me. <laughs> So, yeah, well, that'd be something. Yeah. But I'm pumped. I mean, that looked cool. They gave us some good stuff. It was a pretty good teaser trailer. And uh, I'm excited for this movie. And I'm excited that it's in, it's in December. Yeah. I mean, everyone's saying, like, oh, we're going to Star Wars people to death. No, nah, I'm cool. One Star Wars movie a year sounds good to me. Awesome. I'll let you know when I'm sick of it. And it's going to be a long time. Yeah. Unless these movies suck ass, and then it'll be different. But I'm, <laughs> I like what I saw, so let's do it. We'll see where it goes. Oh man, I have I'm just like scrolling through news right now. There's a there's a trailer up for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and I have not seen it yet. Yeah. Have you watched it? They just haven't shown me. Like everyone's getting all amped, right? First, I didn't read these books. Okay. Oh, really? Second. 
No, I didn't read them. All right. Because I really like the Harry Potter books, and I was like, uh, I feel like everything she releases after Harry Potter is just like these fucking, like, like you know, like Lord of the Rings, J.R. Tolkien, like, fucking reference guide addendums or whatever, where it's not, like, as cool as it's supposed to be, but it's kind of in the universe. It's like, who gives a shit? Uh. I don't know. I feel like this this trailer that just came out a couple weeks ago was the first one that finally actually explained to me mm-hmm. what was going on. Hmm. So I just don't care yet, but I will. All right. Maybe. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch the movie first and then read the book second because that's yeah. how you got to do it with Harry Potter, man. Otherwise, I mean, it's a prequel, right? Yeah. No, well, no. no, 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 no. I don't think so. I think it is. But I, it's set in the U.S. instead of England. Let's see. I feel like it's set like 50 years before. I guess so. Before Harry Potter, so. Well, still, you get to watch the trailer, so you know more than me. Yeah, we'll see. Alright. I mean it's yeah, it's set in the same universe, but I don't know. I mean, are the books any good? I, I've yet to like I said, I'm waiting for the movies first. Because the books are always gonna be there. Is it a real book even, or is it like remember when Marvel Comics came out with their um their glossary of superheroes? Yeah. Is it just like that? Like literally Fantastic yeah. Beasts and Where to Find Them? It's just No. No, it's these it's, are all the snarfs and the sneeches and uh... <laughs> sad, sad, uh, 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 happily no, no, it's, okay. no, because because there's been a zillion things like that. There's been like the the monster manual of the Harry Potter world, you know, yeah. released and a lot of unofficial knockoff crap too. So no, this is like an actual story. Yeah, she keeps just releasing these little things, and I'm like, just give us a fucking good book, man. Stop. So putting out these little like, oh, here's an article about something that happened in the Harry Potter universe. Well, I guess you can do it whatever the fuck you want, but well, I actually so. really, I actually really like that because unlike uh, the author of Twilight, who immediately released like like something new, like you know this that like uh, Amazing the Body Snatchers, Body Snatchers uh, ripoff um, mm. type type of book, immediately after the Twilight saga was over, and everyone was like, this is shit. Uh, she like took her time, so J.K. Rowling has like bided her time and you know like released like little things to keep like the hardcore fans pleased. You know, uh, m- meanwhile, like she was cooking up something secret, and now you know uh, uh, everyone's just like super pumped for. Her. Like I-, I think like enough time has passed that like I'm ready for something new in the Harry Potter universe. Whereas like you know five years ago I, I was just Harry Pottered out. Well, I think I'll um, I'll read that book that comes out this summer that's based on the musical. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, that could be fun. It'll get me back into it. Mm-hmm. Although, at, so. at this point, I'm just like, all right, I'm done with Harry Potter and his pals and his puppet pals, you know. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. give, me, give me something new, you know, and, and be it a prequel, oh well. You know, I like that it's not in London. I like that it's like totally new characters. That that all appeals to me because I'm just like I'm done with like all the Weasleys and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was hearing some stuff about Spider Man. I think I posted this. Well, Spider Man in the Captain America Civil War movie. Yes. And about Batman in the Suicide Squad movie. Right. And both are rumored to be in the movie more than we think. Which would make me very happy. Well, there's only one way that Spider-Man fans are going to be pleased, and that's if Civil War can like keeps 
everything about Spider-Man in from the comics. But who knows if that's going to happen? I mean, the director's kind of hinted at that, but well, I'm not sure. This is what I heard. The rumor was that Peter Parker's in it for ten minutes, and Spider-Man's in it for twenty. All right, sounds good to me. Yeah, half dude. hour. That's a lot. I'll take it, and it's not too much because it's supposed to be Captain American Iron Man. So when I heard that, I was afraid he'd be in it for like five minutes. Mm. So to hear that he might be in there for half an hour, or or the worst thing would be like a Peter Pan, a Peter Pan, and Peter Parker. <laughs> if Peter Parker was in it for a ton, and then Spider Man's only in it for like a minute, it'd be like, uh, that's what you guys normally do. Yeah. Um. So no, that sounded good. And then they said there's more Batman and Suicide Squad, and. They just released a new Suicide Squad trailer today because mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're like, hey, everyone, we all know how you hate Batman versus Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we want you to get pumped about this and check it out. There's more Batman. Yeah. Like we knew he was in the movie, but they put a couple extra scenes in the new trailer with him in it, mm-hmm. which would make me happy because, like I said, I thought Affleck as Batman was good. Right. I mean, he was fucking stupid to fight Superman, but I mean, I still thought he made a really good Batman. So, I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully he's part of these reshoots we're hearing to make it more funny. Cool. I mean, uh, yeah, you might as well just throw more Batman in because that's what everyone liked. Yeah, and they definitely recut the this new version of the trailer. It didn't show that much new stuff, but they definitely worked hard to show the funny. That's good. In it, so... Well, I hope they don't give all the jokes away as uh, as is Well, the, uh, they're, they're shooting more, so we're good. All right. <laughs> they're currently reshooting more jokes. And when's when's the release? Is it this this summer, this fall? Yeah, it's August. Oh man. So, they gave Harley Quinn a couple more lines that were good in the trailer. Yeah. So, they don't show any more Joker. I mean, obviously he's not in Suicide Squad. He just kind of comes out. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's in there somewhere. Yeah, like he he's not part of the team. He shows up at some point. And mm-hmm. so we'll see how that happens. But, I mean, you know what? When they announced that Affleck was going to be Batman, I said, you know, it might be good. Mm-hmm. Let's not get pissed. And then they wanted to push it because I hate Jared Leto. <laughs> they wanted to fucking push that look. and uh, But I'm still preaching patience because mm-hmm. I want to like him. I think he fucking looks stupid whenever they show like the pictures <laughs> of him. Yeah. Those fucking cap teeth and tattoos and stuff. I was like, I hate you guys. Yeah. I fucking hate you guys. But I will wait until the movie because I want him to be good. Right. <clears throat> no matter what. Well, good. I mean, like, I- I'm glad that they're spending more millions to make it a better yeah, movie. Man. Because, because that's what uh, the the director said. That's what really worked for the movie Predator. is mm-hmm. the, Because, like, they had, like, they had a, a break in filming for I forget what reason, but then he was like, they were able to like watch all the dailies and then be like, oh crap, that worked, that didn't work. And then when they came back, they just like reshot a bunch of stuff, you know, and that's why they came out to be the classic it is today. Well, between Deadpool being awesome and Batman versus Superman being stupid, yeah. that I think, I think that was the perfect storm to go back and do reshoots for a Suicide Squad, so I'm happy. All I'm saying is, you know, uh, I, I want... Captain America: Civil War to be amazing, and the and I I, I guess I'm I'm kind of on the fan uh, on the fan side too, where like I want like the Iron Spider, just give us an image, just like give us like a photo of what we want, which is Spider Man in the Iron Spider suit, 
you know, because that's that like perfectly encompasses the entire arc from the comics that that like that was like the whole point of the comic. The Iron Spider is fucking stupid and lame at the same time. Totally. I definitely don't want that at all. No, no. See, that's the point. Is like he's like, dude, check it out. I'm so awesome. I'm just like Iron Man. La la la. Yeah. Terrible. No, man. Look at the costume they got on him. This is great. They're doing it perfect. Don't give him the fucking Iron Spider. That's dumb. Nah, he's got to start. I got his retro costume and the eyes and everything, man. This looks great. He's got to get like some tech upgrades, man, so he can be oh. like, I'm, I'm, t- I'm Tony Spark is my BFF. I'm gonna take my mask off. I'm a dumbass. No, that's where you start, man. No, they're not gonna do that. I'm excited. I mean, I want Captain America: Civil War to be awesome. Yeah. So it can be like, fuck you, DC, because <laughs> you really, you really, you really can't just watch. Captain America Civil War, you got to compare it to Superman versus Batman. They both have the heroes against each other. They both came out within a month and a half of each other. Mm-hmm. So I want them to be good so DC can stick it up their ass about <laughs> how they always look down on Marvel for having too much fun. And I want to be like, hey, guess what? So did the audience. Yeah. We had fun too. Well, they are they can already uh, suck. They can already suck it, brother, because nobody likes that movie. Well, the earlier reviews are coming back for Captain America, and everyone's loving it so far. So awesome! Well, so that's a good thing. I mean, they don't have to do much because I mean, it's an epic storyline, sure, and it's like a lot of different characters, kind of like Avengers two. But you know, there's already so much goodwill built up, you know, from the first two Captain America movies. Yeah, I mean, and it it probably will help that Avengers two sucked. Yeah, we because mm-hmm. if this is if this is better, it will make it seem even better. Because like, oh man, it's so much better than Avengers two. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so Avengers two kind of bombed, you know. But then like that'll help the next guy going on. Plus, you know, they didn't invite Thor back for this one, so that just instantly made it ten percent better. Well, that's that's the thing is like, all right, as 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 we know or do not know, like in the comics, it looks pretty even sided. You know, just like all these trailers have been pretty even-sided until suddenly Thor shows up on on, on a side. And you're like, well, we're screwed because they have a god and he Mm -hmm. can destroy all of us. And what do you do? That was was one of the the cooler reveals, the comic. So, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I, I didn't like, I don't have my nose to the, uh, you know, to the celebrity sites. Like, I don't know who's on set you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, like all the photos that like kind of give away stuff. I, I haven't really been paying attention. So uh, fingers crossed for Thor. I think they just released another clip showing Crossbones. Um, the MTV Movie Awards was yesterday. I recorded it. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited because The Rock hosted it. So, I mean, obviously. That's awesome. Obviously, I'm going to be seeing it. Yeah. I just haven't had the chance because it's like two hours. But um, I forgot what I was talking about. Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah. They showed crossbones, but yeah, still not. No one's talked about Thor yet, so we'll see. Yeah, I hear. I hear that Baron Zemo is in in the movie. Yep, it's the guy that looks like your friend Captain S. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy from um, uh, the fucking uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, Bastards. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't you remember that? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah the fucking German soldier that looks just like Captain S, your buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just gotta, like. But he better keep his mask on. Like, I don't care who he is. Keep your mask on, brother. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta judge dread it all the way. If you're gonna play that character, you're not taking that mask off. 
Well, unless they show him how he gets the mask stuck to his face. If they're if they're going to go that route, sure. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um. So we had very big news, and obviously we here at the Jumpman Podcast must cover the fact that Steven Seagal just had his 64th birthday. Oh, my God. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. He's older yeah. than I thought. He is slightly younger than our dad. Just slightly. Yes. And way fatter. Well, yeah, that's true. He's like three of our dads. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I feel like I have to reevaluate how much we've kind of made fun of Steven Seagal. Uh-huh. Because he's 64. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought he was in his late 50s. Because, all right. Take a journey back in time with me. Yeah. If he's 64, he was born in 52, mm-hmm. which means his first movie, Above the Law, in 1988, he was 36. I'm 36. He was, he was 36 for his first movie. He was, like, which, skinny for, for 36. But that means he was 38 for Hard to Kill mm-hmm. and Marked for Death. He's 39 for Out for Justice. He was 40 for Under Siege. Wow, all right. Now, he was then 42 for On Deadly Ground, 43 for Under Siege 2, 44 for Executive Decision, and then uh, also 44 for I Got Super Fat on the Set of Glimmer Man. (laughs) (laughs) And then the rest was history. But So I'm just thinking, like, he was 36 for his very first movie. Like, we didn't even see Prime Seagal. Hmm. He was too busy over in Japan earning black belts and shit. Like, like we got him. We got him late. I mean, I'm not saying 36 is old, but I'm just saying like, you know, we missed 10 years of Steven Seagal Prime. Can you imagine him between 26? <laughs> can you imagine him between 26 and 36? I mean, he was just busy getting black belts and just like cheating on his wife and stuff. But like. Can you imagine if we'd gotten Steven Seagal movies from 26 to 36? He could have gotten a couple of those stinkers like Above the Law out of the way. Mm. And then we could have, I mean, let's think about it. Like, Alfred Justice, Under Siege, uh, Under Siege is so fucking good. Like, yeah. can you imagine if that had happened earlier? And then we would have had more good movies before we started making fucking Eskimo karate movies? I don't know. <laughs> See, I, I feel like that time he spent overseas developing his uh, personality uh was so was mega important you know like yeah. you know when he when he was over earning black belts and you know like building up his confidence to like insane levels mm. you know i i think like you can't you can't separate steven seagal from the i am the greatest uh in the in the back of his mind steven seagal it's it's kind of like like harrison ford like harrison ford came late to the game too but he was like a carpenter you know, he's mm-hmm. like a like a man's man building stuff and, you know, like developing the ruggedness, you mean, and the sensitivity <sighs> and yada yada. You are true. Harrison Ford was like 35 for the first Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, he had been in some other movies before then. I mean, but we're also compares, comparing Harrison Ford to Steven Seagal. <laughs> Acting-wise, well, uh, I mean. Reach. But, I mean. Harris, Harrison Ford has yet to do... <laughs> <laughs> the 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 trench coat slide <laughs> across the floor. I'm just saying that that means like when he did Fire Down Below, and we were like, "Holy shit, Steven Seagal's career is over." He was like 46. Wow. I mean, I'm sure at that point he did not give one crap. No. Well, because 
he became more and more of the producer and writer and stuff as it went on. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think you, we can forgive his last 10 years because, I mean. Because he's just old? Between, yeah, between, like, 54 and 64, like, you don't have any original ideas anymore. No, it's true. <laughs> like, you just know what you know, and that's what you know, and you, you know what you like. Lots <laughs> lots of burgers. Yes. But I'm just saying, like, you, you're not going to, you don't teach old dogs new tricks at that point. No, it's so, true. Hmm. No, be- I mean, your, your best creative thinking is between the ages of, like, 30 to actually it's more like like mid 20s to like mid 30s is supposedly according to like some uh, chinese ceo that's like your best creative thinking and then you have to like team build after that and then when you're in your 50s you have to be like a mentor to like the next 20 year old yeah and the thing is he just had too much of an ego so he was never a mentor or he ate him i don't know one of the two but yeah, I mean, so after the while, while he just plagiarized himself, which is natural. I mean, even like all the top movie directors, when they get old, they all do basically. They do that too. Sure. So I don't know. We have to give him a little bit more of a pass now that he's so old and older than I thought he was. I don't know. He's so he's so old that like if he lost weight, he would look like death. You know? I can definitely forgive the gut that he tried to hide in under siege because he was forty. I mean, you know. Every dude's going to get a gut at 40. That's just how it works. That is true. Except for me, because I go to the gym every week. Ha ha. Food, so that's just. No, that's true. That's true. No, I, I, I do eat. Uh, my, my lunch, my every single day, my lunch is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and milk and maybe fruit. I'm definitely. Right. I'm... Welcome back to the third grade. <laughs> no, I never left. I never left. Because I, I know I realized when I lived by myself and I was super poor, I was like, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. Peanut butter is like protein. Jelly, you got some uh, some fruit in there. Bread, you got some carbohydrates, and then like uh, milk to run out your dairy. That's like a whole meal right there. Like like that's yeah. everything on your food pyramid. That's true. Yeah. So I was like, I'm a genius, and I'm never gonna leave this. And then I read some article that totally supported that theory that said like the most smart people yeah. in the world eat the same food every single day and. Don't think about food that much and just do what you're doing. And I was like, yes, I will I will continue this. I'm sure Steven Seagal was the same way. He's like, he read that article and was like, yeah, I eat the same meal three times a day. Steak, baby. I'm just wondering, like, was Under Siege at 40 years old, was that the perfect age for him to be in Under Siege? Or would it have been better if he'd been 30? I mean, probably, no. I mean, it was probably him being 40, remembering how he was 20. Being like, I'm the coolest. Look at me. This is my I mean, midlife I, crisis. I did I'm always. Home. I mean, he was seasoned in it. You know, he'd already served his time, and now he's just being a cook. So I mean, like, it yeah. made sense that he knew all this shit. And I guess he wouldn't know all that shit at thirty. I but mean, I, I almost feel like I wish we'd seen some younger Seagal. Has he ever played? Has he ever played like a rookie character? Like he's he's oh. like he's always like the seasoned badass. Well, I mean, like his first movie, like Above the Law, that was, you know, he was a little young and impetuous. That's why the title. Uh-huh. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, so it's. that's. I mean, it's it's very interesting. I mean, definitely now that I see him, like, giving bunny ears to Putin, I'm just like, all right, old man Seagal doesn't give a crap. He's like, I've, I've, li- think. He's like I've lived my life. I don't care. 
I do think if he had any regrets, it would be the fact that that uh, he fucking let his pies burn and under siege. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I told him to use stunt pies. <laughs> God damn it. And then, you know, if you think about it, that's really the reason why he kills all 50 rebel commandos on that boat. Yep. You fucking made me burn the pies. You <laughs> I mean, I you all pay for that. <laughs> I mean, kills everyone because of the pies. There, there's got to be like a list somewhere of the most ridiculous reasons for killing sprees in movies. You know, uh, John Wick, they killed his puppy. Shouldn't have killed that puppy, man. Steven Seagal, you bur- he burned his pies because of you, maybe. I just feel like there's a bird's eye view shot and he's on his knees holding the pies and going, no. <laughs> and they just cut it out for time. <laughs> See, it seems to go, he seems like one of those guys where they're they're like, all right, this is prop food. We made this yesterday. Uh, it'll probably taste disgusting. And during every take, he's like, ah, la, 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 in between the talking. Oh, yeah. When that super hot chick jumped out of the cake, he definitely eats it afterwards. <laughs> he's like, he's like, all right, tell me how you got on this boat. Well, I mean, I jumped out of the cake and everyone was gone. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, shut, shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> what were you saying about the cake? <laughs> He's like, so, a cake. Do yes. we know it's real? It's yes. like it was, it was big enough for you to fit in it. <laughs> Let me rethink my entire sh- I'm going to become a pastry chef from now on. How cool would it be, seriously, if you could time travel into movies, but then the movies were now, like, real? Mm. So me and you could, like, time travel into Under Siege, but Under Siege is real. So we could just fucking, like, hide behind some boxes and shit and watch. <laughs> but, like, you you know that, like, at the one hour, 40 minute scene, he's going to crawl back up the ship and blow up the helicopter. Yeah. So we could fucking camp out and just wait for that <laughs> shit to happen. You know, be like, oh, shit, next up, like, that fucking guy with a huge, fucking huge-ass forehead from Star Trek <laughs> and from, <laughs> is going gonna to fucking take the anchor and, and scratch Steven Seagal in the back with it. Like, we can sit next to the anchor and just watch. Maybe we're invisible. We're invisible. So, like, we can't get hurt, but we can be <laughs> – we can just fucking patrol around there. You know what I'm talking about, guy, right? That guy yes. with a huge fucking forehead, dude? No, dude. He's, like, Scottish. So, so, all right, but I think the great act needs to be there, right? <laughs> we need yeah. to be holding on to the great act, and that makes us invisible, but we can travel through time and space. I'm definitely standing right in front of the cake when she jumps out. <laughs> awesome. She jumps out. Yeah. She's like, what is that? I felt something push against my bosom. Oh, man, yeah. That'd be so cool if we could just go if, – if the movie was real and we could go back in time. Or just to sit in the chair next to Tommy Lee Jones when he's fucking talking about the revolution. Yeah. Oh, and eat a piece of that fucking steak they cut him. <laughs> Remember when they fucking <laughs> – they just start cutting like meat? Yeah. Like there's a huge thing of roast beef and they fucking cut meat and just throw meat. And he catches meat in his hands. Oh, my God. Just starts fucking eating it like a man. Like, every time, like, I, I fucking drool every time that Tommy Lee Jones fucking catches that meat in his hand and starts eating it. And I'm like, <laughs> I want a piece of that meat, man. Oh I want to sit right next to his chair and fucking watch him eat that meat. And when no one's looking, I want to cut some of it and eat it with my fucking hand like oh, a man. man. God damn. Can, can, I, <laughs> can I admit something? What? So, uh... Every time someone says the word roast beef, I act like saliva starts happening in my mouth. I'm telling you, right? I don't, and what well, the thing is, I don't even like roast beef. It's just like this reaction that happens. Oh, dude! 
I have the smell in my nose. I can smell like, the meat. I really feel like the reason why the NWO was successful in WCW wrestling <laughs> is because they picked killer Jimi Hendrix song that they used in in Under Siege. Mm. Like when Tommy Lee Jones takes over and plays Voodoo Child from yeah. by Jimi Hendrix. Yes. And fucking like he fucking owns that song. And yeah. then the NWO is like, dude, ain't nothing better than Under Siege. We need that song for <laughs> WCW. No matter what the rights fees is, we need that shit. Boom. I was one, I like did so the wrestler Ryback who is, like, younger than us, I, I just assume. I wonder if, like, was he, like, conceived right after the making of Under Siege? Like, Under Siege probably came out before he was born, right? What are you talking about? Ryback. What? The wrestler in the WWE. Oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, because let's see, 92? So he'd be 24 now? I don't know, that's a little young. Maybe. Hmm. Well, mm. maybe he just thought it was a cool movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's face it. It's not his real name. No. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just want to go around. I want to call myself Mason Storm because that was his name in Hard to Kill. <laughs> I'm just going to change mine. Like, and if, anyone's, if anyone asks me my name, I'm going to say Mason Storm and just see. And only the really fucking cool people are ever going to know. Like, dude. Um, so I worked at a TV station for like 10 years. And... Um, Whenever new employees would come in, they'd come into the to the TV station, just kind of check it out and stuff. And, we, and my boss would always ask them, "All right, we were in TV station. You got to tell us your favorite movie of all time." And you know, some people are like, "Oh, I don't know," yeah. or they'd be like, or they'd try to impress us and be like, "Gone to the wind," and be like, "Fucking blows, get the yeah. fuck out of here, nerd." And then this one dude is like, "I don't know, like." All Steven Seagal movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was like, I was like, oh, and I was like, and I wasn't even listening. And I fucking ran in my office. I was like, be specific. He's like, oh, you know, like hard to kill, mark for death. I was like, yeah, yeah BFF. Like, Did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I was like, so fucking cool, that man. That's the correct answer, my friend. I always felt like the one guy in Under Siege, one of the bad guys, um, there was huge forehead guy. Yeah, wait, wait. Do, uh, do you do you mean huge forehead guy? Do you mean the uh, the Asian dude with the goatee who's in a shit ton of movies? Oh no, no, huge forehead guy, the Scottish guy. He was in Star Trek: Next Generation. He was in fucking Con Air as oh, a dickhead uh, yes. agent. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was that the guy. he was like the engineer, like the transporter dude. And yeah. then he was in uh, Deep Space Nine, et cetera. I'm et cetera. actually I'm 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 definitely insulting him by not knowing his name because he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, so you got Tommy Lee Jones, you've got bald nerd guy who's hacking the computer system, right. you've got huge forehead guy, and then you've got, uh, God, I fucking hate to say black guy, but <laughs> you've got the the big black guy that uh, that those are the the three top lieutenants yeah. on his team. He's the one that throws the meat. <laughs> <laughs> But so he, he looks like he looked like um, the dodgeball guy on dodgeball. Okay, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was. Okay. Anyways, Maybe. again, I feel terrible. I don't know the guy's name or his fucking name in the movie. <sighs> but uh, it was probably it was probably like 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 Lance Strong or something like that. So I do feel, I do feel bad saying big black guy. But anyways. That technically fits the description. Some, some, sometimes you get a casting notice and it says big black guy and you're like, well, all right. Am I, am I playing a rapist or a murderer today? Wah, I, just feel, I just feel bad that he his death was so quick. Like he just got shot. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't even, I don't even think fucking Casey Ryback shoots him. Doesn't he get like shot by like one of those other? Because he frees like five guys yeah. from the one old. I feel like he may even get shot by one of those guys. That's no, sucks. no, actually, no, no, no. You know what it was? No, uh, Casey Ryback does kill him. He just fucking tracks him. Like that guy's out there, and Casey Ryback just kind of like nee 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 shot you. Dang. And it's like, no, man, like. He's one of his lieutenants. Like when he fought crazy huge forehead guy, like fucking forehead laying an airplane on his forehead guy. Yeah. Like fucking someone took some Play-Doh and stomped it out and made <laughs> the forehead too big. Damn. <laughs> like fucking huge fucking potato <laughs> forehead guy. <laughs> like He's Irish. He, what do you yeah, want? I know. But when he fights him, like he was like, ah, he's like, you're the best right back. Too bad you weren't cooking for our team. Or some kind of other fucking quasi gay thing, like, like he he gets to have his moment with Ryback, but then the other guy doesn't have his moment. I was like, when that guy was still alive, I was like, oh, that fucking that guy's still alive. Like that's gonna be a fucking monster. Fight. Oh, he shot him. Yeah, it sucks. Like what? That yeah. should have been a good fight. That should have been the pre. That should have been the undercard to the Tommy Lee Jones fight. Well, there you go. Well, well, check it out, dude. I think it's time for another list. A list of extremely disappointing times in movies. Where one of the one of the lieutenants was killed easily instead of uh, having a huge fight scene. Number one on the list is uh, oh fuck, what the hell's her name? Uh, the chick with four arms from uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, well, they, well, I mean, they just. I mean, a, a, a lot of his lieutenants. Budget. I know, but like, but like, yeah. she was awesome, and like, dude, the chick with four arms, like the Goro, the Goro chick, is gonna fight like. Liu Kang and uh, Katana at the same time, and she's dead. Yeah, they just like kicked her in a ditch or something, right? No, like no, they, they dropped like a weight on her. Oh yeah, she, she comes in and she has like a big one one liner. She's like, "The date's over," and it's mm. gonna be a fight scene. And instead, they're like, "Ah, fucking you didn't do that with like Mataro too, the centaur guy." No, no, he had a fight scene with Jax. At the end of the movie, Jax like has to rip oh, off his, his yeah. metal arms for some reason, which should have made him so much weaker. God, that movie sucked. Yeah, well, that movie is like epically bad, like one of yeah. the worst, if not really the is. worst, video game films or just films. It was really bad. Um, but no, but uh, but like uh, like like there has to be like more things like that. Like, all right, this is going to be amazing, yeah. and then oh, dude, all right, I got it. Um, Sinbad at the seventh voyage of Sinbad. I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody's seen this, but like throughout the entire movie, the bad guys have brought to life this golden statue of a minotaur, and it's mm-hmm. got like a spear, and you're like, yo, dude, that thing is way bigger and stronger than a human being. It's gonna kill Sinbad, right? And like and it and throughout the entire movie, they're using this golden minotaur statue thing to like, you know, to progress and like, you know, do all these nasty things. And finally when they get to like the final area, they're like, yo, we got to break into this pyramid. And so it, like, moves one of the giant rocks, and it crushes him by accident. And that's mm. it. And there's no fight scene between him and Sinbad. And Sinbad is all about, like, you know, like, killing, like, big monsters and statues brought to life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the fact that he just, like, dies in some stupid accident, like, before his own fight scene is the worst. Yeah, yeah we definitely do a whole episode on that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so again, I'm going to have to read. I feel like we may have missed some prime Seagal years. Right. But maybe he had to get older before they could become prime years. I don't know. To be continued in our next episode. Get ready for more. I am a computerized voice. 
hope that doesn't make things awkward. Anyway, go to jumpmenpodcast.com for more shenanigans. Thank you. Computers rule, meatbags. <laughs>